Welcome back to Shaping Logics. On today's episode, what we thought would be kind of fun to do was to sit down just the three members, myself, Miguel, and Hector, and discuss a book that we all read called In Praise of Shadows by Jun Ichido Tanisaki. Um, it's a sort of, it's a Japanese author, and it's written from the perspective of I guess uh, like a Japanese sense of um, space and light and how these two elements are, you know, they, how they work together to create shadows. Um, but I, I think on top on top of that yeah. too, Abel, though, I, I think, I mean, we're in it, right? We're in the discussion yeah, yeah, yeah. at this point. But I think it's also mainly like, I mean, the way I see it, like the author's kind of critiquing you know, obviously, every, things from you know, uh, dark and uh, dark and lightness, essentially. But I would say, from from a cultural perspective, you know what I mean. I think that's kind of important uh, uh, on his take on this essay. W- wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I agree. Um, so he, his main thing, I guess, from you know, f- yeah. So like the way that I saw it was that he not so much that he's like oh it shouldn't be all light all the time like you know kind of how we think about it sometimes but he kind of had a more nuanced approach to it's like the little things right yeah i agree and i think i think like i don't know if anybody has the time to read it you know i would definitely recommend it i think it's a very it's a short and it's short too It's, it's a short read it's only like literally if you if you Minus the credits and kind of the intro, front to back, it's forty-eight pages to be exact. Yep. Um, but I think it brings like I mean, for me personally, I think you know there's a lot of points, and I, I kind of just wrote them down just so that I can uh, remind myself. But there's obviously the points of light and darkness, right? Light and shadow, you know, um, what it does when when light hits things, you know, ever so delicately in, in some lighting situations. But it's not even about you know lighting design it's it's not about that i think it's how you experience these things and i think it's about um both uh light darkness i think it's about traditions right because he always makes these comparisons while while reading the book to some higher almost form of like meditation as he's doing things such as you know eating soup uh you know from from a, a lacquered bowl and he goes into talking about how in other parts of the world like you know, lacquer bowls are, are perceived as being cheap and low end. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he kind of romanticizes that in his particular, you know, setting. Uh, so I thought that was very interesting because to me that kind of it's not it is a sense of materiality. You know, it really makes you think about the material yeah. uh, and light and darkness and, and what it's going to do. Obviously, he's not coming. I, I mean, I guess to clarify this, this book, I think is kind of popular in, in the architectural realm, but it's not really an architectural uh, essay i would say it's more about experiences but the way he talks about light and shadow really makes you think about for me at least you know uh cultural context as designers you know mm-hmm. um it's it also just traditional uses of materials you know he and in, in his opening in his opening dialogue he essentially talks about um he talks about the bathroom. He talks about these restaurants, and, and he talks about this particular restaurant that it's essentially he goes back to, it, and it was a Japanese restaurant that was very traditional, but the owner eventually gave in to Western technology such oh, as yeah. H- H- yeah. HVAC, 
and and, it, and that kind of diminishes the experience even though he understands you know it's not practical to eat in such a hot weather yeah um but the way he describes and romanticizes you know even the bathroom when he talks about the bathroom and like it's all cladded in wood which is obviously as we know here you know we we're practical right you you pick tile for the bathroom you pick wood for surface for walking areas because they're easier to clean and maintain mm-hmm. and i think it's kind of hinting at this notion that not everything has to be so practical not everything not every single material has to be used in this traditional manner um at least that's what i gathered you know from reading do you, you think know, do, do you think we do that a so lot here guys, in yeah. the, um, and when we practice architecture do we give up um i guess experiences over comfort 100 percent. i think i mean you would have to be first of all if you say no i think you're a liar i think i think some people really try but (laughs) i can personally say that even just even that's one of the things why i like this book even now like just reading this book makes me realize how like robotic a lot of my decisions are when you're just doing for, for example a single family home you're just like, oh, I mean, it, it's a laundry room, so we we have to use tile right. because it just makes sense if there's a water spill. And exactly. I feel like those those decisions shouldn't be happening. You know, I think once you do that, you just, you know, you limit yourself onto being creative. And again, going back to my, my thought of, you know, the traditional uses of materials. And that's yeah. just fucking flooring. Course, yeah. You know, that's just flooring. Like, And of course, there's, there's the broad spectrum of like wood, concrete, you know uh cementitious you know fiber cement panels all of this other stuff like we create these these things and we give them an an assigned purpose and use and then i feel like we don't think outside the box i mean and i think i think we we have these maybe moments where we're like fuck like why why do we always do it this way everybody and then you and then maybe at that point you you know you try to figure out a different application and maybe creativity comes out of that but i think when you have you know uh a steady eight to five job working day in day out and all you're trying to do is just fucking bang out these projects i, I don't feel like we give it the, the 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 time of day to really you know say to ourselves like how else can i use this material that can be impactful and of course and you know under the umbrella of 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 uh of of shadows and light and darkness yeah. and how do you make that beautiful by using those those two components i agree I think one thing one thing that I just want to touch on is like um going talking about the like how we do things here I guess um I think here it's very like prescriptive you know like meaning that a certain materials are for things right like we say um two by fours are to create frame walls and that's the that's their purpose that's like their um concrete is to create um foundations and that's like the thing right and people do go outside of that but it's not very um common yeah common or when it when it is done it's like because i guess going going to that percentage going to the two by four i think you know, it's funny because you've been doing all these little two by four sketches. So yeah. It's funny that you bring it out. Yeah, but I mean that's why. Look, yeah. But but it's funny because it, it goes back to to uh, you know perception of, of of materials and the way we think about them. Inherently, we think of a two by four as being like this ugly uh, material that nobody's gonna ever see. Therefore, we only use it for that. Mm-hmm. But can you use light and shadow to create something with two by fours that inherently becomes beautiful under certain circumstances? Oh, the other way 
that I think about is like it's like it's a raw material you know it's like if imagine that you had never seen a two by four before and then you just came across it you you would be you would and someone told you like oh make a sculpture out of this you could probably do it right but we just we just don't because it's like it's not its purpose i guess that's not how that's not how you use it yeah yeah that's (laughs) kind of what we're talking about right that it's like all these things that are not really intended for their or that they're being used in an unintentional yeah, way it's a, or some, something along those like lines. Sometimes I feel like we have like this like kit of parts that we're assigned to. And we just kind of yeah. like Hector is saying, we're just kind of like, um, I don't know, kind of married to the idea of using these things in certain spaces and just creating all these spaces um, of how we use all these materials for years, you know. We don't have put thought into, you know, like creating an experience uh, more it's more of a practicality issue i guess and like more of a comfort because that's what we're used to and i think that's just it i I think i think you know like you just said it you know i think especially in this essay he's definitely focusing on the experience that you know uh these shadows create and and he and 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 he talked he talks about scale so it's not just about i mean he talks about you know a restaurant then he talks about a bathroom and then he talks about a bowl, a bowl of soup, just the bowl itself. Then he talks about silverware. So he's talking about all of these things and at different scales that are, are, are given, you know, beauty by, by these shadows softening, you know, both the material and the experience itself, you know. So, of course, right now we're talking about mainly, you know, because we are an architect, we're talking about materials in design. But, I mean, shit, like if you think about like, you know, just the tradition and cultural aspect of it as well you know like you know just going back to when we went to mexico city and you look at the slums you know uh and then you see people build homes out of essentially anything you know Mm -hmm. and we perceive that as like fuck that's that's ugly but is it really though you know i mean yes sure like to the standards of western civilization you know to a degree but that's what i'm saying like okay if they're using you know x y and z to create these homes like how can you maybe take that uh, and and then maybe refine it and apply it to an actual design where where you know it, it again it, it it's the whole perception or, or perspective of of, be, of be beauty you know um so it's not like you know it's not so much just about the material itself but kind of just the the thought of of you know just thinking outside of the box of you know uh breaking out of the norm of like it should be done this way you should use this material for that you know, it should be done this, but this is how it should be laid out programmatically. Um, you know, why? I think, I, I think you know, depending on obviously the project too, you you want to take a step back and really analyze. I mean, w- we talk about this all the time throughout schooling and the profession, context, you know, like culture. But I don't I don't feel like we give it that, that time of day uh, to really, you know, create something that, that, essentially checks those boxes yeah i feel like uh, for me it's important to find a balance um in between like creativity and i guess pushing more of you know uh, an experience and practicality it's it's really hard to find that balance so sometimes you're going to get stuck in the practicality side of things and we don't push enough of you know the uh, i guess you can, for a lack of a better word, experimental things like you were saying, those um, 
houses in Mexico City. You know, like we can't we can't experiment it because it's not it doesn't it's not like a comfort zone. Well, of course, yeah, and and again, like you know, uh, going back, you know, if, any, if if anybody takes the time to read to read the essay, you know, going back to to the passage when he's when he's specifically talking about the bathroom, like he he, he makes mm-hmm. the bathroom here in America, the bathroom is probably the most private you know place, and nobody wants to talk about that shit because some nasty ass shit happens in the bathroom. Um, but the way he describes it, you know, with this bathroom was clad all in wood. Uh, um, and it's like an experience where like and you like think about it, it's like yeah dude like sh- i sh- probably should be relaxed right. when i'm taking a shit you know just like mm-hmm. it, you know you're sitting there just like he makes it sound zen you know and then yeah. he, and then he and then he references you know the materials uh and how like you know it's not practical obvious for obvious reasons to you know clad the floor and like this wood you know um because of moisture and all of these things but it's about it, it's kind of like just the boldness of saying i acknowledge that it's not a good idea, but I, I'll sacrifice practicality right. for an experience. And I think all of us as designers, especially here in the States, we're afraid to do that because, I don't know, I guess criticism or Com- you're, com- I, don't know, I don't even know why. I mean, there are there are many there are many Law, lo- lawsuits, <laughs> yeah, lawsuits, I guess. Lawsuits. I, I don't, there are many <laughs> reasons. You're, you're totally right. But I, I mean, I think those are the decisions that makes the job fun, quote unquote. Sometimes, you know, like trying to make those decisions or trying to push for that if you really believe in that. Uh, but it's hard to sell sometimes. But it's also yeah, and it's also part of the culture. You know, it's like uh, a reason why we don't do that is because that's just not how it's done here. And you know, that's uh, right. Like part of it is just. Um, Yeah, it's like trying to introduce something that's just not done here. And it's these things kind of take time, right? So like like we were talking about how like sometimes <clears throat> using concrete isn't necessarily in vogue, but then if you kind of think about it, um over the last f- you know, there was a point recently where um concrete kitchen countertops became like a really big thing and if you kind of think if you kind of like step back you're just like like what happened so they went first from being you know because at first it was um what's the other thing that they use granite or you know so how do you yeah marble granite all those things so how do you go from that to all of a sudden doing concrete it just seems like such a it's like a step in the in the direction that we're talking about right of like going towards raw materials and that type of thing and it, but it's only within the context of you know a two inch slab of concrete on it's a kitchen you say that too because like in mexico <laughs> yeah. a lot of like poor families already fucking yeah. cast that shit out yeah. of concrete and it's for example yep. for me you say that and i was like holy shit well that's not too um right. far-fetched for me oh, for like sure. i could accept it and I think that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's like as designers when we're creating, you know, it's like who who are we creating these experiences for, and who can tolerate them? And and it's like, and mm-hmm. it goes back to like, you know, of course, you know that you want to be a good designer, travel the world, and and so you can really experience yep. all these cultures, and then you bring that back and you introduce it, and you just hope that people, you know, say, okay, that's that's weird, but but I, you know, right. I'll give it a shot. 
it's almost like bringing solutions that other people thought of you know and just like over here they haven't really considered right them. that's what i'm saying and because you know like going back to the concrete slab for for a kitchen counter to me that's my 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 ties to that image is, is with poverty you know that that's where i've seen it the most in, in, in mexico but that's what i'm saying like how do you how do you take that and then i'm not saying you know rebrand it or make it your own so that it's you know marketable to to sell for you know high value but how do you bring that and you say you know what this is actually pretty yeah. cool and legit you guys should uh you know own it you know kind of similar to like you know when an artist is nobody and then somebody fucking decides they're great all of a sudden their shit's like holy he's really good you know mm -hmm. so how do you do that with some of these experiences and materials bring them back introduce them in, in a different way and uh i mean i i don't i don't know the answer obviously i'm just fucking talking out of my ass but <laughs> i don't know that's kind of what i thought just with that that little comment about about that concrete uh yeah i mean i think it, I, I think it happens i mean it happens sometimes you know there's like little glimpses of that like we're talking about the concrete uh to me that's like a very utilitarian aspect of like i don't know uh, it reminds me of my uncle used to have a butcher shop and you know they have like concrete tops because you know that's what they use it was very like industrial uh like factory like uh element of it and i see some 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 aspects of you know like there's some like trendy designs that are like like uh industrial uh designs that they use for like lofts or like modern you know like designs they kind of bleed yeah. into that and like they're trying to create or mimic some things of though of of, of uh, um of utilitarian design but it's not quite there and i don't know I, we kind of see it but it's like very like nitpicky just like the things that makes us comfortable i guess it's not like a full-on experience you know we're not gonna have well like we don't see like a room full of like just like metal just like plain like steel like 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 you would see a butcher shop you know you walk into like a butcher shop and you see like steel and concrete and that's it so they can like wash the walls or you know and like the stainless steel or whatever you don't really see that because that would make you feel uncomfortable i guess yeah it's almost it's like what what we relate to certain materials or certain like it's like context right it's like if yeah like what you're saying if you just walked into a place and it looked yeah. like a hospital and you were expecting and you were expecting yeah. you know like something else then it, that's where it's like like what just happened or who yeah. what did where i just walk I? into <laughs> yeah yeah have you guys ever ever walked into like a place like a i don't know like a house or something and it doesn't like feel comfortable it doesn't feel like a house it doesn't have that homey feeling oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I think like the way kind of, you know, in a nutshell for me, it's not, you know, if how I can relate kind of those those, those uh, feelings and emotions to like just an architectural, you know, I guess word to me would be mm -hmm. site specific, you know, like, y you know, you you um, you create this thing that works, you know, for example, all of the things that, you know, in Praise of Shadow, Jun uh, Ichiro, I hope I said that right. You know, his experiences are all based uh, uh, on, uh, on, you know, Japanese right. culture. And to me, like that, to, for me, that's site specific, um, how he's kind of describing everything, because he does talk about, you know, his contrast point is always towards Western civilization. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Like overlit, you know, uh, 
air conditioned, all of these things that essentially in his mind, you know, diminishes the the experience. Yeah. Um one thing that I just kind of wanted to point out uh at the very beginning, he talks about this thing where he he kind of just imagines like, oh, what would have happened if in the east they had developed their own sort of science you know separate from the west in a way i think that's how he words it yeah he does he does talk about that yeah you're right where he makes these references of like you know and then he always says but we didn't you know essentially saying yeah. western civilization kind yeah of so they're sort us. of yeah so which is kind of funny because now in a way they're kind of having to adapt their um their ways yeah their yeah, ways yeah, to, even, towards right. ours as opposed to but the then other way but, around. but what's interesting is that um if you've ever been to japan which i was able to go like right right after graduating um they actually do what we do but even more so like <laughs> you know they have like all the neon signs and stuff like that which is like ex, you know it's um uh, yeah it's excessive um and you walk past these um yeah there's certain streets where there's just like constant noise and it's like you're walking down a well you've been to vegas um, right is it vegas on is it is it vegas on steroids yeah yeah it's literally i mean but i'm not saying that it's always like that uh-huh. but when they do it that's how it's done over there right yeah no that that's interesting i mean I, obviously he's taken a, a more um i guess purist kind of approach to his essay you know where he's talking about almost like you know the traditions of things and mm-hmm. and to me just him talking about the traditions of things like this is how you know it, it, just as a direct reference to materials you know like how pure the material is or how raw in this sense and how do you take that and, and you know knowing that maybe the application is not the best that you can still essentially take take that gamble and, and, and make it work you know i mean at least that for me that's kind of what i've what i've you know got you know obviously that's not what he meant but for to me <laughs> that's how right. i i took it you know but you, but you feel like he's purely talking about japanese materiality i mean and let and 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 let's not forget about the allegory of the cave, which <laughs> <what> I'm fucking. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. Uh, total, that's a different tangent right there. Uh, but no, I mean, I, I think yeah, I think for for me, I think for, I think for me, for him, <laughs> it just kind of boils down to like traditions, you know, right? Uh, both cultural and then just kind of uh, the traditional applications of materials for me was was kind of the biggest because. At the end of the day, he was, you know, referencing materials along with the space and how the right. space made him feel. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I can barely read. So, <laughs> one one thing that um, this made me think of while reading through it, it's like you talk about, uh, you know, the restaurant and the bathroom. Uh, and 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 I think yeah, you're getting you're getting at something because he's talking about specifically about Japanese these like Japanese experiences or Japanese places that he goes to. Um, do you think that we can mimic those 
places or those uh, same experiences somewhere else? Or do you think those are, those are like basically just like stay within the context of where they are and that's what and that's what gives it like I guess a, a quote unquote the soul of that experience? I think yeah. I think the latter. I think yeah, you have to be in the place because um, even if I when I think about food and I think about like you know you can go to you know should, uh, are we good to say like names of businesses on our podcast? I don't even know what the legality, <laughs> but you know you can go to Tacos El Gordo and get some fucking right. TJ tacos, you know. But there's something about like the griminess of like a true street fucking cart down in Mexico, at yeah. least mentally for me, because it's it's the experience of like just fucking people are just like they don't. Here we go to Tacos Agora because we want to we want to have a product that assimilates some experience right. that we've had in the past, right? But when mm-hmm. you go down to Mexico, and you find like a, a legit fucking street car- cart grabbing the fucking food, bare hands and shit, yeah. no <laughs> sanitation. First of all, you're just like ballsy as fuck, and the food is delicious. And I think to me, like just that connection makes makes my taste but even come more to life to really taste <laughs> taste that whatever it is that I'm eating on, on the cart, you know. Um, well it's a whole it's a whole experience oh yeah that, that's 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 what i'm saying so yeah sure you can take we can have uh street tacos here uh but i feel like you know i guess it's, it's also like the thrill of of what you're getting too right i mean you can get the tacos but you know now you have regulations <laughs> you know everything's fucking yeah, so so i don't know i think I, it's, it's not the same i think it's it's it's, it's a Sure, the food can still be good. Don't get me wrong. Tacos are gorgeous, bomb. Mm. But um, <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not the same. You know, it's just not. I would. I would. Yeah. No. I mean, you're totally right. I. I. Yeah. I think that about that a lot. Um, I would. Yeah, I forgot the question originally. <laughs> what was? What I was you asking, asking you if you could. Uh, <laughs> um, if you could mimic. Yeah, replicate an experience. Uh, or yeah. talking about. Okay. But that's that. That's kind of what I was talking about earlier too. It's <laughs> almost like this whole phrase is almost like very yeah. site specific. And when I say site specific, I don't mean like you're des- you, you're in the, in the context of designing an actual building. You know, it's like you want to like create this. I think you know it has to be very site specific when you do it so that it's authentic. Damn, yeah. I didn't want to drop the authentic word down there because like what the fuck is authentic? Um, I don't even know. I can't even like articulate what I'm trying to say. It's just uh, to me, his experience was very, um, and observations were very site specific. I guess yeah. you know. I would I would argue that it's also very um, time specific for at least for me how how I've uh, how I translate into experiences even when it comes to like uh, like materials and lighting. You know, like obviously you know like different times of days gives you different type of shadows it changes experience a little bit but even like a time of your life you know like for example like when you first time i went to the getty you know i was really excited and i was really into like richard meyer and like it was a a, a really fun experience before he got me too yeah. <laughs> yeah before he got me too um and then the second time it wasn't as exciting because it kind of like you the spaces and i knew a little bit more and then like the third time it was just like you know it was it, it's good, but it's like a different, a different experience, you know. Uh, it's not like the first yeah. pop that you get when you're, I guess, excited to see something, or when you first something is so unexpected that that gets you, you know. For sure. I mean, I can get on board with that. Yeah. So I don't know. I I think like time has to do a lot with 
with how we experience space as well. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you you know, you're not going to experience something the same given, you know, whether you're 25, broke, and, you know, later in life, you just see things with a different perspective. Of course, you know? yeah, yeah. With with different traditions, just going back to that. Maybe, like, some closing thoughts or... Uh, I, I guess I mean, one question was, like, go for obviously, um, you know, they didn't make you think differently about anything that you've been like currently doing or have done in the past i guess i mean not well i i think it didn't make me think about something that i'm currently doing as much as uh just the way i essentially it it made it almost like an awakening for me like man you get sucked into like just the regular monotony of just working Mm. so much that you just produce 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 and then just reading this book, and I read it a couple of times now, but then just reading it again, it almost reminded me of like that care that that I used to have when designing like the, school school projects, yeah. or like, like every, stepping back a little bit, where every single move mattered, you know, and it was meaningful, oh, yeah. and you were gonna <laughs> do it because you meant it, and it was gonna be, you know, it was gonna be different than the norm, and it wasn't gonna be conventional. And I feel like you know the way he his observations for materials and and and, and we're making references to how we do things here and in Japan. To me, that was like, uh, why am I not giving it that that thought, that level of thought to design anymore? Hmm. So that's what it did for me. Nice. As far that's as good. you know, <laughs> with with the reread of it. Yeah, one thing that it showed me was uh, like, because um, he talks a little bit about the toilet. Uh, or like you know the bathroom yeah, ideas yeah. of the of the Japanese, um, which is something that I've always been really interested in, like how we how we think about a bathroom, right? Because um, we always have like this idea that it's really just three three things, right? It's like where you take a shower, where you take a shit, and then like the where what, you shave yeah of. no definitely i mean that's why that's what we're saying he, he spent a lot of time romanticizing the bathroom as an experience almost like a zen experience yeah you know going in there and, and 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 he talks about that and then he talks about you know not only the experience but then he goes and he talks about the materials and he acknowledges that it's not practical to have a bathroom just out of all wood and then he goes on to eventually he he built his own house um and mm. he talks about wanting to recreate the bathroom and then eventually he regretted it because it was too much maintenance or something along those lines. I can't recall exactly, <laughs> but he said it was just a pain. In, it was pain in, pain in the ass. And, and I think that pain in the ass is, is what we don't want to do when it comes to experiencing with new, in a sense of materiality with new materials and different applications. Like nobody wants to take that risk. And, and well, e- even, e- even to the point where you're just like, well, I really don't want to use that material because the contractors are not comfortable using that material. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's a sad. Yeah, that's, that's a sad phrase. A big <laughs> yeah, like it's hard to use. That it happens a lot. Hard to yeah. use. A lot of labor goes into it. Stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Or like but also the other thing too is like nobody wants to be the first one to you know fail. try it out. The first one to fail. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, dude. No, nobody wants to get that the first facelift model. You gotta wait for that second, <laughs> second gen. Yeah, for sure. Yep. <laughs> 
Right on, man. Right well, on. I think I'm I'm good. I'm glad we had this discussion on on, on this. Uh, I think this book is it's a short read. It's a short read. Yeah, it is. you can mm-hmm. literally you, even even at the slowest readers, you can read this in like two days. You know. Yeah. And, and you gain some <laughs> some, and it's not a book that you you take notes on. It's just a book that you read and you just kind of get inspired, and that's it. Yeah. It's cool. It's a good one. Yeah. Right cool. on.